Welcome to Sink or Swim. You're listening to Melbourne business owners Adam O'Shea and me, James Wakefield. Each week, we'll break down the missteps and successes in running a B2B small business so you can learn from our mistakes. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about separating work and life. So, a bit of a hot topic. And mm. um, to kick things off, Adam, how do you how do you separate it? It's been a journey, hundred uh, percent. Um, obviously, going from working from home, and I know we had very different views on that. Like, you had to get an office straight away. I was working from home uh, even before all the disasters of the last couple of years. Um, and I was literally, so at the time we lived in a one bedroom apartment. So I was working from the kitchen bench. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was tough because when you're starting your business, you, you need to invest so much time into it that, uh, you know, where we did have a, a life outside of work, work was literally the center of everything. Um, so yeah, I found it, I found it very, very difficult for the first year, two years working from home you know, where, where you're also meant to be relaxing and it was very hard to switch off. Um, was that like a necessity though to get the business off the ground? Yeah, because I, I mean, like, like I've said, for me, I was trying to save as much money at the beginning. I wanted to try and keep it and obviously get going to an office space, you know, it's, it's an expense added on. Um, you know, there'd be times I'd go to like a cafe and work from it, but, you know, I'd be sitting on my couch and I could see the table, the kitchen table that I was working from. And your mind is always thinking about work because you can actually see the space you're working from. Um, so yeah, going from the kitchen table to the to the sofa, it didn't feel like I was leaving work. I was still checking my emails on my phone. I was still getting le- no, uh, LinkedIn notifications, um, phone calls, text messages from candidates or clients because a lot of my clients might have their hiring managers based in the US or the UK. So time differences wasn't able to cater for me working just my nine till five. So yeah, so I, you know, it definitely was a struggle. It, it's shifted completely ever since I got um, this office space last year. Being able to actually close the laptop, even though I bring it home with me, the laptop's closed, the door's closed, I go home, that's relaxed time. Yeah. You know, there is sometimes where you have to respond to a text or an email here or there, like sometimes that could be the difference of a sale or like a placement or not. But yeah, I, I think when you're starting a business, it, it can be hard. Um, but I think it's very, very important for your mental health to, to understand when the time is to switch off and when, when the time is to go back into work or separate that life somehow. Um, but yeah, you had a very different experience. You, like you got into an office pretty um, quickly. Yeah, I think for me, I think we spoke about it on, a, on an earlier episode. It's good to have that separation because it's it's pretty hard to switch off. Yep. You know, if you work over there, but then you you sleep there and then you do that there, it's it's pretty hard. Well, you were like Harry Potter at first, you were working yeah, exactly. stairs. Yeah, <laughs> I was underneath the stairs on a tiny little table, didn't even like fit my laptop on. Um, so yeah, for me, that's been like a massive thing to always separate or to have a specific area of where you need to do your work. Um, but I think it just comes down to like, going back to the very, very beginning, you sort of need to be on all the time because mm. you need to make money to, to keep the business afloat, mm. to keep everything else afloat. Um, pay bills and whatnot so it just depends what part of the business you're in if you're in a really big growth phase then you know granted you're probably going to be working a lot more than you would be if you were um, plateauing a little bit and you're just happy with how it is for the next Mm. you know for the next sort of 12 months so it just depends really Um, but yeah for me it's all about having that separation like I got an office maybe in the first two months I think yeah Um, and it didn't half help me because I could go to work and you'd be in work be productive you can't really just 
sit around and be on your phone and mess yeah. around. No distractions. When you're sitting in the office, you know what I mean? The office chair isn't that comfy anyway, so you may yeah. as well be there doing work or just go home. Yeah. Um, exactly, no distractions. Yeah. And the first office no I went into... No to do, no washing up. Exactly, <laughs> like, how many times have you had something to do at work and because you're at home, you do everything else, like the house is like the cleanest it's ever been. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, going to the office is really good and my first office that I was in was... I think it was like an accountancy office or everyone else in there. It was a communal one, but it wasn't like WeWork or the commons that we're in now. Um, it was really like strict, professional, suited and booted. And for me at that time, it worked because it was you go in, you don't really speak to you. anyone, you go in and you just absolutely smash it. Yeah. Whereas now I'm a little bit more relaxed and comfortable in my um, productivity levels. But back in the day, um, I sort of needed that that push to go in and just when I'm in work, I'm, I'm doing work. Mm. Um, whereas now, I think it's it shifted a little bit with, especially with the office that you're in, really nice. It's you can come, you could chill, you could do work as well. But as long as you've got your specific area, i.e., your office, yeah. then the breakout section, um, that's yeah. a place where you can just relax and chill out and obviously have your lunch. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's why I think thing. for me, what I like about the commons and and something that I did miss. From when I left my last job, which we had an office space, there was eight, nine of us, and we had that social environment. You know, working from home by yourself every day, you know, it, it became a struggle because I am a very, very social person. So not being able to have that interaction throughout the day, even just at the kitchen bench, you know, when you go to grab a coffee or something like that in the office, um, I, I really, really struggled with, with not having that social element. Um, but, yeah, coming to the, the commons, which is... A really, really cool co-work space. They've got like plenty of offices across Melbourne and Sydney. Um, we moved here at November, I think it was. Um, we have that social element again. You know, there's so many businesses. And, and again, it's about surrounding yourself with those like-minded people. Everybody here are entrepreneurs. They're, they've started their businesses. They're in, you know, very small growth phase. You know, I, I think, that, I mean, there is some large offices here. But for the most part, most of the offices are two, four, six people offices. Um, you know, so you're, you're, again, you're surrounding yourself with people that are in that same phase of the business as what you are. Um, and yeah, having that social element, they do lots of events here, which, you know, we love doing. They do Friday drinks and yeah, it's, it's definitely helped with that work-life balance because I can come to work. Yes, I'm working, but I can also have a little bit of fun as well. Yeah. Whereas I felt like when I was working from home, it was business, business, business. And it was really, really hard to switch off. Whereas here you, you do get those, those little breaks. And I think as well, when like everyone comes to work and wants to be productive, but you need to come to work and enjoy yourself as well. So that definitely plays into the yeah, the fact that separating work and life is it's always going to be hard as a business owner mm-hmm. um, but I think separating work and downtime whilst you're at work is a big thing as well in terms of yeah. you know keeping your productivity levels up Yeah, um, you, can't just, you can't just come in and yeah. smash it out for 8 hours a day I mean yeah. probably some people can me personally speaking I can't um, yeah. so you need that little break you know sit down have a chat to you know so and so next door um, so I think that plays a, a major part really in separating mm-hmm work whilst you're at work it's not yeah. just about work-life balance in, in general yeah and as someone that did get an office very very early on obviously with all the crap that happened over the last years how how did you go with you know when we had to go into those lockdowns um, and you had to work from home again like how did your mindset go with work about that you know what at first I was like oh no like I, I really like to separate work and life yeah. um but then I managed to set up a little office in the spare bedroom and for me that was as soon as I shut the door boom it was go time I was on the phone yeah. and I was doing what I needed to do um, so for me, again, I had a specific area, place for me to do work, and then I could go and chill on the couch and I wouldn't be thinking about work. Yeah. I just can close the door. Close the door, office is um, closed, yeah. And I think that's it as well. If, obviously, you haven't got the luxury of having a spare bedroom, 
just set up a, a specific place in the house. And I think a lot of people have done that now. There's been so mm. many tips and tricks on what to do with what's going on with the world. Um, but yeah, I didn't really struggle in, in lockdown, I suppose. Yeah. Actually thrived, I suppose, because mm. I, I had a good setup. That's what my advice would be to someone. Yeah. Know when you can work and know when you're not meant to work. Um, yeah. Don't go on your phone. Don't go on your emails. Don't, you know, I mean, if you need to take a call, take a call. But mm. for me, it's pretty easy. A lot of the business I do is in Australia, same yeah. time zone. Yeah. Um, whereas you working in America, Singapore, all over yeah. the place. Yeah. You, know, you can't turn down a call at 10 o'clock. So, Sometimes it's the only time that that. people can... Yeah, look, again, it was a struggle, especially at the beginning of the business when, you know, my partner didn't have his own business. So, you know, it, it was very hard to justify, you know, that sometimes we'd be at a dinner and a, a phone call would come through and I knew it was a phone call I had to take. Um, and it felt crap. Like, you know, you felt bad for, for taking the call. But, you know, at the beginning of the business, I felt like I had to take whatever calls were coming through. I couldn't turn down business. I couldn't turn away candidates because sometimes they're so busy that that's the only time that they can speak. Um, but yes, yeah, since, especially since, I mean, we then moved into like a two bedroom. So I, I did very similar to you. I set up an office space in the second bedroom, which definitely did help meant you could close off that space and kind of shut out work. But I think, you know, everyone always says, Oh, I don't have time for something. I don't have time for this. You've got to make time. Yeah, You've got to make time for yourself. You've got to make time for your friends, your family. You've got to make time for your health. Um, whether that be mental or physical. And I think as well, sorry to interrupt, there's like a bit of a culture now where it's work, work, work. All you see online is, you know, this person who sets up business. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Hustle, hustle, hustle. All you've got to do is work. And I don't think that's, it's one, it's not healthy. Two, it's not not good for your mental health. And yeah, exactly, it's not, it's not sustainable. And I think people need to realise that even though, you know, people on social media, it looks like they're absolutely smashing it all the time. They're having days off. They're having down days. They're having days when they're not as productive as others. But I think you've got to be okay with that. But no... When you when you're on, you're on, and when you're off, you're off. Like yeah. that switch, it's easy to say, but again, it's a process of understanding how what works best for you. Like for me, I know I work um, pretty well in the morning. Yeah, um, I can do like two hours of productivity, have a bit of a break, come back, do another two hours. Like yeah. I don't really the, the I think the whole nine to five. It's not even nine to five anymore, is it? It's like eight no. to six. That's yeah. outdated. You come in at work at eight. Maybe have like a, a five minute break at ten, and you work through to lunch, and then you yeah. work through all afternoon. It just doesn't work for me no. personally. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, they're the same. But when you're in a business, you've got to change your mindset of being right. I'm on the eight to six mindset, and now I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to work twenty four hours a day because yeah. I want to absolutely smash it. Yeah, and again, it's not sustainable. But maybe to get your ground uh, business off the ground, it yeah. is. But no, it's not. You can't carry on like that. You'll mm. just burn out. And I think also for anybody that is maybe even looking to grow and, and hire people I think it's important to create the work-life balance culture yeah um, you know it's, it's a big word like it's a, it's what people are looking for sometimes that is more important to some people than Such money a buzzword at the moment yeah like some like people say that it, is more important than the money they, yeah. they would actually rather take less money but get that work-life balance and I think it's very important to install that culture into your business very early on because you don't want people to burn out you want people to feel appreciated you want people to feel like they're allowed to actually switch off you know I mean, myself, like I mean, Abby will message on weekends sometimes, but it's not a like I, I don't need her doing something. It's not like a, a work related thing as such. Um, but I think, you know, allowing them to have their time as well as you. But you've yeah. got to create that culture. You've got to live by it as well. If they just see you driving, driving, driving and you're trying to instill that into them, they're not going to last long. Yeah, they're going to burn out. They're going to resent the work or resent the business and start looking. And then it's just going to be that's OK. Like you're you know, if you're the business owner, you should probably be the one working the hardest because yeah. 
why would you expect someone you've just hired to work harder than you? It's not their business. It's not their yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, you can create the culture. And if you yeah. do work, you know, a lot harder or work a few hours extra, then so be it. But let your staff and employees know that that's not, you know, that's not the rule of thumb for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's just something that I think yeah, you mentioned. It's like the, it's the buzzword. Um, and, and it's what people are really looking for if they are trying to take on a new job. And whilst we've got Abby here as well, I think it's good to get her take on what it's like to work at AOS and what that work-life balance looks like. Absolutely. I don't think we've mentioned that AOS Recruitment is Adam's uh, recruitment agency, so that's what it's called. I work for him as his marketing manager, which you'll hear a little bit more about in the next episode. As well as the podcast producer. Yes, yes. Taking on many hats. That's why I'm here today. (laughs) Um, Not usually behind the mic, but I'm ready to give it a go. Um, But... A work-life balance really has been deeply instilled within the AOS culture, um, just mostly by Adam and the structures and flexibility that he provides. Myself as an employee have the time, have the ability, sorry, to just choose my own hours as long as I get in my contracted amount of hours per week. It doesn't matter if I start at 7am or 11pm, like as long as they're done, that's all that matters. Um, and as well, we have this thing called a me day. I think it was kind of built off the idea of... Um, liking a three-day weekend like the four-day work week but being a professional services company that really orbits around our clients like it's impossible to tell them sorry we're actually closing down for an extra day week (laughs) instead um we have a me day our full-time employees all get one um day for month no questions asked just like you can use it for whatever you want, um, and as long as you let Adam know, like <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> around the start of the month, like when you'd like to take it, then that's that. Um, and we both do it as well, just like James was saying, like setting that example for your employees and your hires within your business that you're also um, working towards a work-life balance. Adam makes sure he takes his me days every month, and so do I. And I think that that really encourages the. Um, just stuff and the corporate culture to mm. be balanced. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got to actually do it. You can't just say it. I think a lot of companies like to say it. It's a buzzword again, Yeah. Um, that work-life balance. But the the day off that you have a month, what's, what, what do you tend to do on those days, Abby? Um, I've actually as well. only had one. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, you know, I do let her have it. She only just came full time, so yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, I've only had the opportunity to take, take one. Yeah. Um, and I went to the Australian Open. And I just spent oh, the day nice. there. Yeah, it was really good. But yeah, I, and I want to install it. Like, I, I think it's really important for people to, to just take that extra day, you know, to, th- like I said, they can do whatever they want. If they want to stay at home in bed and watch Netflix all day and eat ice cream, they are more than welcome to do that. It's just a day for you to get something done for yourself, not to have to worry about work. Don't answer emails. Don't answer phone calls. Have that day for yourself. Um, you know, like, we all work hard. Everybody works hard and, and I want people to feel like that they enjoy their job and feel respected and feel appreciated. And I think getting that extra day a month, which works out to be an extra 12 free annual leave days a year, um, can really help people with their headspace, their mindset, their mental health. Um, you know, it, it's just, yeah, I think, I think it's something that companies, you know, maybe all companies can't afford to do that if you've got 10,000 employees. But, you know, if they can install something, you know, an, an event day, where they all do something for half a day or something like that, just to be able to let people relax, let them know that they are appreciated. Within and company. it's not even just about the work-life balance. It's like, it ties into trust, relationship building. If you trust that your employee can 
have a day off and still get everything that needs to be done done, yeah. then it just helps build that that relationship. Um, yeah. And I think you also have to really understand what the role of each employee is. Like, for instance, Abby doesn't deal with clients or candidates directly. Hers is all marketing. So there's no need for her to be in, in the same hours as me who has to deal with clients and talk to them at certain times. So that's why Abby does prefer to come in at 7 a.m. because she works so much better. Leave at 3, she's put in her hours, but still producing the same amount of content, and, and same amount of workload that is required for her working week. And I think that everybody has to understand what is the role of each individual within the business and is there flexibility around that, you know. But if she wanted to come in at 11 and work till 7, she could if she really wanted to. Like, yeah. I think it's just having that flexibility so that if someone does have something off in the morning, they don't have to take a two hours of sick leave because they need a doctor's appointment, you know. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think I think flexibility is, is a big part of the work-life balance that people are looking for. And what would you say then, being a business owner, I definitely struggle with this. So even though it's good to take time off, when I do take time off, I feel guilty. I feel like I'm not I think doing what needs to be that. done. I, need to, I feel like the, yeah. the clients are going to leave me and, and drop me and, and yeah. say, right, I'm going to go with somebody else. Um, yeah. How do you sort of cope with that? That, yeah, that guilt of taking a bit of time off, taking a bit of me time. Well, like, even like last week, so we had a public holiday on the Wednesday. It was actually my birthday. But then um, I took the Friday off, which was my me day of, of last month. Um, I think it's all about communication. You know, I let my clients know. I put on my out-of-office email, told them if there's anything urgent, do WhatsApp me. Didn't get any WhatsApps, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I think there's nothing to feel guilty about. You need to take time for yourself. You need to clear your mind. You need to, to have time off in order to then better perform for those clients. Yeah. If you're burning yourself out, you're probably going to be more detrimental to what they need you to do. And if you do take a day off here or there, or if you do just say, you know what, I'm doing a half day today. Um, I think as well to take a page out of James's book and come in with a quote. Something I always remember in these situations, not that I'm a business owner making it, any of the big decisions, but you can't pour from an empty cup. Like you're not going to be able to give your clients or your employees or anybody around you any of your energy if you don't have any to give. You have yeah. to take that time off to restore. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've actually seen quite a few memes about this, but where they say um, extroverts will start their day off with five coins. Introverts will start their day off with minus five coins. An introvert is trying to gain their coins to be able to give back. And then an extrovert has all these extra coins to be able to give off. So I think, you know, I think if you're starting the day off with no coins or minus coins, it's very hard to then give back to your clients, give them something because you've got nothing to give. So you need to really make sure that you're coming into each day fresh minded. You know, obviously, you know, this doesn't happen all the time. We can't take couple of days off a week but having just even a day off a month just to reset and say this is actually a day that I'm taking for myself which is why we called it me day um you know I, I think it's it, it will make a huge change in your your workers and the output that they're going to be given whether it is directly dealing with the client or doing marketing or doing finance I think if they just have that day for themselves or, or however you well, want to even do like a day um but time in the morning as well for me that's key like getting a again Love routine. like love routine, love schedule and things like that. Every every morning, go to the gym. That's that's completely my yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I don't really like to go too early because if you get there at six, everyone's in there. But if you yeah. go like eight in the morning, it's yeah. not as busy. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the time when clients are starting to call. But I've got a time from sort of eight till nine. Um, I won't really take any calls or answer any emails. It's just me in the gym. So I think having it's good to have that 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 day a month or that time off anyway. Yeah. Um, but incorporating times throughout the day every day definitely helps you um, not pour from an empty cup because you've given yourself that time in the morning or, you know, your afternoon, whenever it suits you. And you've really. got to do whatever works for you, 
right? So if, if going to the gym in the morning is something that you know, if you don't go in the morning, you know that you won't go after work, you need to make that time in the morning. Yeah, that's so if, if you are wanting to go to the gym, say, no, no matter what, my gym time is seven till eight or eight till nine, whatever that may be. You know, it may be I'm finishing at four today, so I have to start at eight because I want to do this after work. I think just m- making it work around your schedule um, and have the conversation, you know, if you are a business owner or if you're thinking about starting a business or even if you're not starting a business right now and you're working for a company, having that conversation with your manager or with your employees to just say, what what do you need? Like, what can we give you or what can I have in order to be able to perform better? I feel like I need to be able to do this in order to deliver more more productivity. You know, so I think making sure that it works for you and having that communication between whoever needs to I think that's it, just literally understanding what works for you. And I think we're pretty lucky to work for ourselves. Like before um, starting a business, I I definitely didn't have that much of a fitness regime to follow because what, you need to get into the office at half seven. Do I really want to get up at five o'clock every morning? Work right through, you literally get home, you feel like you're having dinner and you go into bed straight away, bump, next day, repeat. So I think, you know, everyone says it is really hard starting a business and and it is, but... Like you reap the rewards, you get yeah. that free time um, in the morning. You can sort of structure your day, and I think it's just it just depends on you and your personal circumstances. Um, and I think for you as well, some of your clients are based overseas, which you talked about earlier. So your day technically might not start until ten a.m. So that frees up my day morning. changes all the time. Yeah, I, I, I make it fit around me. If I know that I've got some late calls, I'll maybe not start until a bit later, or I have a bigger break in the middle um, of it. But I think yeah, I think again, it's just making it work around me just to make sure that my day, you know, and I might not be able to plan my week. I might have to do it day by day, the yeah. night before. Okay, well, tomorrow I've got calls at these times. This is the time that I can fit going to the gym or this is the time I can fit walking my dog or whatever it might be, getting a coffee, you know, just something that you can take for yourself. It could be even a 15-minute break. You've literally, I think you've literally got to put it in your diary. Like yep. nobody ever goes out, has their normal day and goes, you know what, I found I had 15 minutes in the middle of the day to meditate Unless you've set it, set it. in your diary, make then, you, the then yeah, you make the time, otherwise yeah. you're never going to find it. Yeah. So I think that's key in separating work and life is having your, your, t- your time to be productive, have your time to be downtime. Yeah. Um, and, and how do you feel like you go on weekends? Are you thinking about work during weekends? Because look, I know that if we um, catch up with our friends, I mean, I there's lo- times I we go to the corner and we're talking about yeah, business. Yeah, I and love talk. I mean, me and you know, like we both love talking about business and just work in general. So for me, that's like... Even though, yeah, you do need to separate it, I enjoy having a conversation anyway. I think the stuff I need to separate is the checking the emails consistently, going on LinkedIn, speaking to candidates, this, that, and the other. But for me, it all depends, really. It depends on the circumstances. Like, if I've yeah. got maybe a couple of big roles that are about to drop, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about We're it. I'm, dream, about I'm dreaming it. about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about it. Um, yeah. So it just depends, really, how, how sort of busy I am or what's going on at that in that week. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I mean, I don't go on LinkedIn. I don't really check my emails over the weekend. Um, and for me, that's good because I've sort of recharged. And then on Monday, I'll go in and I'm like, right, I'm ready to go. Whereas if I'm checking Saturday, Sunday, I feel like my week started on Saturday. Yeah, By the yeah. time it gets to Monday, I've got like, you know, hump day, but it's yeah. only Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just having that separation of when the week finishes, when the week starts. Yeah. Um, again, you could have the luxury of having that. Or sometimes some companies need to be on all the time. I know your partner, Sar, he works in e-commerce so we'll get emails all through the night so he might need to be on a little bit more whereas yeah. our structure is a little bit different because he's wearing all the hats so he is customer service he is sales he is uh, stock supply like he has to do everything yeah orders don't stop over the weekend when you do an online e-commerce business but yeah definitely like in, in more of the services industry i think 
if you don't need to work the weekend or don't need to think about work, it's that's the perfect time to go I out and do something it. for yourself. Like, if your client doesn't work on a weekend or the Why candidates, you? You, how, how are you sort of meant to yeah. work? Ours are so like people-based. If somebody's not taking calls on the weekend, it's pretty hard to be productive in recruitment. I mean, you yeah. can send messages out and follow up on Monday, but... Um, yeah, just know your industry and know when you can be productive when you and when you probably can't. Can't, hundred percent. But um, but yeah, I guess your work life balance is probably going to be changing a little bit more in a month. With yeah, so I've baby got a one. baby, baby <laughs> on the way, twenty fourth of Feb. That's going to be a huge change in, um, in how you operate work. Yeah, life. and again, like I'm not, I'm not really sure how it'll go. Obviously, I'm going to take some time off. Um, again, that whole comp- like plays into what we spoke about before, the guilt of taking time mm. off. But I think this is. I definitely need to take that time yeah, off. There needs to be sure. that separation. Um, but I think with everything, you know, you just, I'm going to take it day by day. I'm still yeah. going to try and be productive, try and do what needs to be done. But I'm, again, what you said, communication. I've already, to, be fun, to be honest, most of my clients already know. I think I'm a bit of an oversharer, so I probably <laughs> told them I'm having a baby. Um, so they, I think they know and they'll appreciate that. I'm probably going to take, you know, a month or so off. But again, the beauty of what we're doing at the moment, because we're quite established in our area, um, You've already built up that relationship. Yeah. So if I was having a baby and I was just starting a business, it's it's really difficult. And hats off to anybody who's mm-hmm. who's doing that, who's going through that. Um, but yeah, for me, I think I've got it set up pretty well where I can take the month off, not really be too bothered about or yeah, like I'm not going to lose focus or anything like that. And I know for myself, I mean, in the early days, if I maybe had a week off or went on holiday, I'd come back and I'd almost question, right, how am I meant to get back into a routine? Mm-hmm. I was on such a rhythm. Yeah. Um, Whereas now I know I can take some time off and come back and just hit it as hard as and pick up where I left off, basically. So I'm not really worrying about it um, because I think there's enough stresses of having a baby anyway for the first time. So I'm just going to see what happens. Hopefully my clients will still be there when I come back, but it's probably only going to be about, you know, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it's going to be. Um, But yeah, hopefully they're still here. (laughs) (laughs) They'll still be there. They'll still be there. So I guess, like, what advice would you have for someone that is maybe either struggling with the work-life balance, maybe they've just started their business and, and they're having that same ruck, or some of their friends and family don't understand why they're not around, or, you know, what, what sort of advice would you give to those? I think, for me, speaking, personally speaking, you need to just have your to-do list, like, the absolute essentials that you need to get done that day. One, it helps you feel really good when you tick them off and it helps you separate that work and life. Mm. Um, so yeah, write that every morning. I mean, it doesn't take long to plan your day. Everyone thinks it's hassle. You know, you need to plan, to plan, to plan. But if you get up in the morning, write down what absolutely needs to be done that day and then you tick them off, then you can move on. Next day you'll do this, that and you'll mm. Um So I think, yeah, for me, it's just planning, preparing yep. for the day ahead, yep. ticking it off um, and then just taking it a day at a time. Next day, do the same or yep. do something similar. Yeah. What about you? Um, I definitely think it's uh, make time for yourself to do things that you want to do or need to do. And that's very, very important. Um, you know, if you're not taking time for yourself, honestly, you're you're just not going to be in that headspace to even work to your full capacity. You're going to be almost resenting work because you're not giving yourself the time to do the things that, like gym, like you know, going out with your partner, friends, um, really just having, separating it as much as possible. And it can be difficult, but, you know, once you do get pushed past that and, and, and make the time for yourself, I think that's going to be I the think biggest that's, change. I um, think that's funny that, because I remember the fir- after the first year, I almost started resenting the business. I like, yeah. I went all in. I had the logo on, me, on the, like, the home screen on my phone. It was everywhere. It's all I ever spoke about. And it just got to a point, and I was just like, 
I am not. Much. Yeah, I am not just James the recruiter. Yeah. So I had to leave it, put it by the wayside for a little bit, and now I've just got that healthy balance. But again, I think it's like a learning process. Sometimes yeah. you're gonna have to absolutely balls to the wall. You're gonna have to absolutely smash it when you start off. Yeah. But then, yeah, you'll you'll find you'll figure out that balance, and it'll work for you. Definitely, I think so. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording this podcast and pay respects to their elders past and present. This podcast is hosted by James Wakefield of King Search Recruitment and Adam O'Shea of A-West Recruitment. Produced by Abby Boldacino. Brand powered by Studio White Noise.